Shachtan, an Indo Askelige. Time in Mon Irok the Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestian Echo. Vien Talam again Omgrev, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. On this week's Big Tech Show, you might not think it could happen to you, but our guest this week explains how a significant number of Irish people may be falling victim to romance frauds online. Victims can feel a misplaced sense of shame. People can blame themselves. They feel embarrassed. And so they don't want to tell family, friends. They don't want to report it to the police. In some cases, of course, the victims are already in relationships. They're married. They have an extra reason to keep that quiet. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. Platforms. If you like the Indo Daily, you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today on the Indo Daily, Johnny Depp has won, Amber Heard has lost. So, what now for the Me Too movement? It was the largest, most salacious and very serious he said, she said celebrity court case ever. And now we have the outcome from Depp versus Heard. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven by clear and convincing evidence that Ms. Heard acted with actual malice? Answer, yes. Question, the defamatory implication was designed and intended by Ms. Heard? Answer, yes. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, yes. For six weeks, the trial provided shocks, sensational celebrity insights, and dominated social media. My dog, my dog stepped on a bee, stepped on a bee, stepped on a bee. My dog, my dog stepped on a bee, stepped on a bee. But now, what is the global effect of this case when it comes to matters of the home and heart? Today's verdict confirms what we have said from the beginning that the claims against Johnny Depp are defamatory and unsupported by any evidence. The disappointment I feel today is beyond words. I'm heartbroken that the mountain of evidence still was not enough to stand up to the disproportionate power, influence, and sway of my ex-husband. I'm Siobhan McGuire, and today I'm joined by Jennifer Gannon, pop culture journalist. But first, I'm going to go to Owen Odell, associate professor at the Trinity College School of law. Own, we know Johnny won, but can you talk me through the verdicts uh, that we heard on Wednesday evening? Well, I'm glad you said verdicts because this was basically two separate cases. The first case was Johnny Depp suing Amber Heard uh, for defamation uh, in the article in the Washington Post that she wrote that the jury found uh, referred to him and defamed him. And for that, for that uh, decision, the jury awarded uh, Johnny Depp 10 million compensatory damages and 5 million uh, punitive damages, which Virginia law reduces to 350,000. So Johnny Depp won 10 million 350,000 um, against Amber Heard uh, for her defamation of him. 
But there was a second case where she countersued him and his lawyers. And one of those claims also won. Uh, one of the lawyers uh, defamed her um, and uh, the jury awarded her two million. Uh, so uh, when you net one against the other, Johnny Depp won to the tune of $8,350,000. Now, uh, People involved in these kinds of cases always claim it's not about the money, it's about vindication. And Johnny Depp's statement afterwards says that uh, uh, he felt that he was vindicated by the jury and they've given him his life back. Our judicial system is predicated on each person's right to have his or her case heard. And we were honored, truly honored, to assist Mr. Depp in ensuring that his case was fairly considered throughout the trial. Okay. So what happens next? What happens next is entirely up to Amber Heard. Uh, she is the net loser. Um, and if she can appeal, I wouldn't be surprised uh, uh, if she does. I think she should, uh, but it may turn out to be uh, too expensive for her to pursue the appeal. There are some high-profile cases um, where the uh, losing party uh, would have a strong uh, appeal, uh, but uh, for various reasons can't afford to take it. Gawker, an online magazine, lost a, uh, a significant online invasion of privacy case against Hulk Hogan um, and were unable to uh, to take their appeal. And on... Uh, uh, and very like Amber Heard here, Gawker there and Amber Heard here have strong grounds for appeal, uh, but the question will be whether she will be able to afford it. The main ground will be um, that this was protected speech under the First Amendment. This was an argument that was made by the lawyers to the jury, but that the jury didn't accept. Um, and once the matter goes to appeal, the decision will be a decision of judges sifting through the evidence and applying the First Amendment standard. And she has a good chance uh, of successfully arguing that what she said was protected by the First Amendment. And uh, if we take a look at what happened in the UK when um, uh, Johnny Depp sued the uh, the son for alleging that he was a wife beater, when a judge sifted through the evidence, the judge found that uh, the allegations were substantially true. So there's a, a big difference between what the jury heard and what the jury decided in Virginia and what the judge heard and the judge decided uh, in London. Um, and that is the second reason why I think that uh, she might have strong grounds for an appeal. If that appeal um, happens and isn't successful, Owen, what are the implications, say, for um, other women trying to bring cases like this against men. I'm even more disappointed with what this verdict means for other women. It is a setback. It sets back the clock to a time when a woman who spoke up and spoke out could be publicly shamed and humiliated. It sets back the idea that violence against women is to be taken seriously. Well, it depends on the posture of the case. Usually these cases arise because there's a uh, an allegation made by a woman about a man. Or there are investigative reporters like Ronan Farrow in The New Yorker investigating Harvey Weinstein, uh, who uh, is able to report a, 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 about a wide range of allegations. Um, and those would normally be cases where then uh, Harvey Weinstein, for example, had a very um, had a very well-oiled legal machine to try and stop publications like, uh, like Ronan Farrow's. And Johnny Depp, uh, as we know, uh, 
took 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 his case. So it's not so much that the woman would be taking a case in the in the classic Me Too situations. It's the allegations have been made, uh, and that the the man is taking the case. Uh, and given that um, uh, Depp has been successful, and if there is no appeal, or if he remains successful on appeal, then this will inevitably have a chilling effect on Me Too allegations. Um, uh, and therefore that uh, people in in situations of uh, domestic or, or sexual abuse or sexual exploitation or whatever uh, will feel less able to come forward, will feel less able to uh, make disclosures to reporters like Ronald Farrow. Um, and uh, it... Me Too allegations uh, will become fewer, um, and the sort of Harvey Weinstein tactics of uh, using lawyers to to silence um, uh, people alleging uh, abuse uh, will will be more successful. Owen, there were several strands to this particular case. There was uh, the celebrity circus, the trial by media. Um, I suppose that the, the the very question of how one could even avoid such a high-profile case. Well, it's been hailed the celebrity trial of the century, and yesterday marked the first day when exes Johnny Depp and Amber Heard came face-to-face in a British courtroom. Yes, there has been a lot of media comment around this. Uh, for example... The, the case was uh, was streamed on American television and therefore if you were interested in this you could watch all six weeks of the trial on television and this is in contrast with the trial in the UK which was running pretty much in parallel for some of the time which is the case between Colleen Rooney and Rebecca Vardy uh, where you didn't have courtroom cameras but you did have uh, courtroom skirt artists and you did have courtroom reporters in the court for all of the case and I think that there's very little difference between the amount of coverage that the average person saw of the US trial and the amount of coverage that the average person saw of the UK trial because in both cases there was enough material uh, from the from the court and from the commentary afterwards in the US and from the courtroom sketch and the commentary afterwards in the UK uh, for most media outlets to be able to run very detailed discussions of the evidence. So I'm not sure that the addition of the cameras made a whole lot of difference apart from to a few obsessives, but for the general, uh, for, for the for, for the in in the general way, I don't think that the cameras made a whole lot of difference. However, uh, there the second question then is the extent to which uh, there was such sustained publicity that people were taking sides and so on. And one consequence of that is that it's just simply another example of celebrity. We all have celebrities that we that that we like and that we follow and so on and that we're prepared to believe when when somebody when somebody questions them uh, and this is uh, in, in the case of the two trials that I've just mentioned this is just the celebrity circus pitching up in court rather than pitching up on the on the movie circuit or the football circuit or whatever um, but there is a there is a more profound question which is the extent to which the coverage can uh, have an impact on the trial. Um, and this is particularly so in the case of a trial by jury, where a judge has to charge a jury every night to try to avoid the uh, the coverage so as not to be prejudiced by it. Um, and it's it's only human nature, I suppose, to uh, uh, that that it, that you won't be able to avoid it. And 
um, you know, there was a lot of online coverage that was uh, rapidly partisan for, for Heard and rapidly partisan for Depp. Um, and it might be very difficult to avoid it. Um, and therefore, it might be very difficult to ensure, if you're a juror, that you haven't been prejudiced by it. This is one of the many reasons why um, uh, press campaigners uh, in Ireland are arguing against juries and defamation cases simply because uh, of the problems that this kind of unbalanced coverage can have in a high-profile case. The, the characterization of my substance, quote-unquote substance abuse that's been delivered by uh, Ms. Heard is, is, is grossly embellished and I'm sorry to say, but um, a lot of it is, uh, is just plainly false. He sits down in front of me at one point and because I'm not answering him, I was looking out of the window and he slaps my face. I think it was an easy target for her to hit because once you've trusted somebody for a certain amount of years and you've told them all the secrets of your life, that information then of course can be used against you. And his friend is in our proximity. And I, it didn't hurt me, it didn't hurt my face, it just felt embarrassed. Now, Jennifer Gannon, can you perhaps give us a quick recap on exactly what happened? Yes. So Johnny Depp sued his ex-wife, Amber Heard, for $50 million for describing uh, herself as a public figure representing domestic abuse in a 2018 Washington Post opinion piece. And that revived allegations she made when they divorced in 2016. And she promised to remain silent, but she also previously had gotten a restraining order. And then she she countersued him for $100 million. Um, now, this is post, there was another a libel trial in London that took place, which Heard won. It sided with the son newspaper who Johnny Depp sued uh, saying that they described him as a wife beater. So this was all off the back of that. So basically he was pushing her back through the courts to try because he said his career had been decimated by these claims. And is it fair to say, Jen, that this has to be the most famous he said, Mm. uh, she said case? It is. And like we're really getting into the nitty gritty of a very turbulent relationship. I mean, nobody comes across well in this at all. And we have seen you know, very dark and uh, sides to to both of the actors, um, which I don't think anybody will forget because it has been so intense and and trawled through so many of their private messages, private moments from, you know, and you can see from the beginnings of the relationship how love blossomed and they were writing love notes to each other right through two text messages that, you know, Johnny Depp was sending uh, other actors really claiming very violent um, associations with Amber Heard, which was quite disturbing. Jen, can I ask you to pull out some of the the bigger stories that Mm. we learned about from the trial? The whiskey um, that's on the table was, that was an average. Every day I would come home to her place and there would be a glass of whiskey waiting for me. And, And you would sometimes drink whiskey in the mornings too, right? During this time period. Um, I, 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 you know, I mean, isn't happy hour anytime. <laughs> I mean, we learned there's so many really like claims about 
the excessive drinking that Johnny Depp and drug taking that he had been involved in, as we know, the mega point of wine is now in the cultural lexicon, whether we like it or not. Um, and then we also have the amount of, you know, class A drugs he was taking and the fact that it, he has spent so much of his vast fortune we, we've discovered on the, these, you know, his addictions. And I don't know if anybody knew maybe how severe it was. And then we also had claims that, you know, he's been using this inner earpiece for years on set to be fed lines to him. Now, everyone thought this was an onset of his addiction from the Pirates of the Caribbean days onwards. But actually, the, we had somebody, a witness there saying that it was back from, you know, his early early days when he directed The Brave where Marlon Brando and he got it from Brando because Brando was all about that way of acting with more facial expressions. Um, then you had something like the claims of Amber Heard, which was a huge one about there, there became this whole dog poo gate mm. where it was one of their dogs, whether or not it was the dog's poo in the bed or did Amber Heard defecate in the marital bed um, as, as a joke apparently. And that seemed to go on, I think, for a lot longer than any of us wanted it to at one stage. I'm probably the only bit of levity in this whole complete trial. And then you just had, you know, someone like Kate Moss, who has been such a surprise for me to see Kate Moss on the stand, um, her testimony, um, because she was brought into the case when Amber Heard, her testimony was saying that when Johnny Depp was about to uh, allegedly pull her down the stairs that um, she thought of Kate Moss and that's when they actually called Johnny Depp's side of thing called Kate Moss into it and said can you actually tell us exactly what went on and Kate Moss actually said that she had slipped down the stairs in Jamaica one night when they were away it had been raining and Johnny Depp actually came and picked her up and brought her to safety and just confirmed that this was what Amber Heard was saying was untrue. Can we talk actually Jen, a little bit about the vilification of Amber Heard. Yeah, I think the biggest and possibly the most surprising element of the trial has been the treatment of Amber Heard on social media. She was consistently ridiculed on sites like TikTok and Instagram with daily videos mocking her behaviour in court, her testimony, the way she looks. We even had NSYNC's Lance Bass doing a shameful lip sync of her testimony and a truly bizarre mural made by a Spanish street artist uh, Cesar where Amber Heard is depicted as Pinocchio. There is the daily hashtag justice for Johnny on Twitter and just this uh, trolling of, of anyone who disagrees. And it's been a really disturbing circus that has, for me, brought to the surface this dark side of fandom and the growing feelings, I think, and of mistrust around the Me Too movement and people who are against, who have this whole conflation of, you know, cancel culture who want to promote freedom of speech. They're all latching on to this case in one way or another and they have latched on to the case and it's been, you know, anti-Amber and, and, the, and the weirdest thing is like, you know, Johnny Depp supporters are mostly women and we've, we've heard how, you know, she's been brutal attacked, sexually assaulted, and an alarming and harrowing detail. Very legitimate photographs, and they show bruises, and they show cut lips, they show hair pulled out of her hair, they show two black eyes when he headbutted her. Those are all going to be there. So through social media and even through the media itself, she's been described as cold and manipulative, even though we know that false allegations of domestic violence are very rare. And we know that abuse did happen. And yes, did happen on both sides. I'm not denying that. And I remember one night I came home from work and, uh, and I think she was on the phone or something. And so I sat down on the couch and I took my boots off 
Miss Hurd approached with this look on her face, that, that she, and she just said, "What did you just do? What did you do? You took your boots off." Yes, I did. You, 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 you were busy, you know. No, no, no. That's my job. That's what I do. You don't do that. I do that. But I did take pause, of course. The fact that she was visibly shaken or upset that I had uh, I had broken her rules of routine. I thought that strange. This is the only time we have seen, I think, someone held up with this bizarre... It's almost like she's not a real human being, the way that she has been treated on social media, which I find very distressing, I think. And it will put, I think, you know, the, that is, will this be the overarching effect on this, that this trial will have in, in the future? Will it stop women from coming forward? Perhaps. I think there's a huge power imbalance in this trial that we have to actually remember as well. He Johnny Depp has this army of supporters within the industry and outside it and that he's amassed over this 30-year career and she's the young actress who is accused of breaking up his relationship with Vanessa Paradis, the mother of his children. She's seen as a gold digger desperately trying to destroy his career for financial gain and it seems ludicrous, especially when the person that is torpedoing Johnny Depp's career is Johnny Depp because we've seen, we've watched him over the past 10 years, you know, decimate his legacy because of his wild, wayward antics, his overspending. The last time he was in the press before these this libel, the libel trials was because of his out-of-control spending habits, his, you know, private islands, yachts, vintage wine, art, supporting his friends, partying with his friends. And there was a Rolling Stone interview that became very famous because it showed this very other side to Johnny Depp and it, it did show the crack in the facade because it showed a lonely man prone to excessive behaviour and drug taking and who made filming impossible for himself. There was another Vanity Fair article I referenced before where he was partying all night with a journalist, slept in a toilet and then went straight to the set of Tim Burton's Dark Shadows. So, I mean, he has made, apart from outside of Pirates of the Caribbean over the past decade, it's been flop after flop after flop and he doesn't seem to care about the craft anymore and there's no one to, you can't blame Amber Heard on that. So I don't understand why he's saying, you know, this is, it's made his career, it's been harmful to his career when he began that 10 years ago. It's such a strange uh, way of thinking for me. Johnny is the winner. Um, but really, this was almost trial by media and the public uh, had the final say. Would mm. you agree? Oh, 100%. And I think what we're seeing now as well is going to be the fact that someone like, there's already rumours that Johnny Depp's close friend Mar Marilyn Manson is thinking of dragging Evan Rachel Wood through the same kind of treatment in, in, in a similar fashion to go through the courts about another defamation case. So this is, it feels like, uh, regression in another way because the Me Too movement was this brief moment where you know we're facing it was the balance of power could have been moved in another way the needle was moving in another way given voiceless women agency um, and if you look at something like the Jeffrey Epstein trial like that wouldn't have happened without Me Too without that that support that Me Too got and now it feels like we're facing this new dawn of sexism and misogyny and and you know the the celebrities are leading the way but not only are the celebrities leading the way but you know the fans are are taking up that charge then and and that is 
what is so terrifying about this case. It's this hatred of wokeness of PC culture and the fact that they're saying that Amber Heard and her behaviour, that fans are saying that she's just a shill for the Me Too movement um, or just, a, you know, an activist, a celebrity activist. And I just think that, you know, at the end of the day, it's the non-celebrities that are really going to be hurting this. It's the average woman who now is probably too scared to come forward, to talk to her friends, even who are supporting this case or who are so involved in this case. And that's the thing. Amber Heard, as they said, won't hear what you're saying on social media about her, but your best friend who hasn't told you about being assaulted or will will not, will not talk to you now. And and. Will this prevent women from being believed or coming forward? This is the widespread um, reaction to this case, I think, is very worrying. My thanks there to Jennifer Gannon and to Owen Odell for joining me today. Today's episode of the Indo-Daily was presented and produced by myself, Siobhan Maguire, researched by JJ Clark and Garrett Mulhall, recorded by Gavin Hennessy with sound design by John Smith. Clips from NBC, The Law and Crime Network, Viral Kids on TikTok, Fox News and The Daily Mail. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review.